Reverend JJ back here at the Lotus Lounge exposing the narcissist. So here's my part two from the essence of evil because that's what they are. So I want to talk a little bit about the patterns that happen with narcissists and narcissistic abuse. And then I'm going to go ahead and share some more of the emails that I have so you can understand more of the pattern. So let's just look at like, how do you know, you know, you're engaging with a narcissist? What is happening there? Oh, all right. Let's see. Hold on. Before we get started, as I have been doing the last few uh, episodes, we're now in season eight. This is episode two. So we are exploring narcissists and exposing that darkness. But so today I'm drinking a Suja Organic, S-U-J-A organic cold pressed uber greens so this has cucumber celery grapefruit green chard and lettuce and then it says paired with lemon kale spinach parsley mint tea does have five grams of sugar and it is non-gmo usda blah 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 high pressure certified looks like it says so that's what i'm drinking i already had my oats with blueberries honey turmeric yogurt earlier and my mocha coffee but i have a entire folder on narcissism and these are the things that i share with my clients but i also wanted to do a quick update too with Okay. Uh, so quick update uh, with this neighbor situation. Um, I mean, this was like a week ago. I think I found out might have even been two weeks ago. I mean, I think they've been here close to a month or she has been um, whatever. So I found out from my other neighbor. um, She told me that the second night that uh, this neighbor had moved in, the second night they had the cops out here and I didn't even know I had no idea that the cops were here but I was saying like I didn't something up with this guy like I could just feel it and I even said it reminded me of my ex so hmm, yeah I wonder why so cops were called within a couple of days of them moving in and then I heard the chick downstairs she's super loud and out on the back porch and I'm out on my back porch and she's out on her back porch. So we have an apartment. You can hear everything that's going on. People are talking, especially super loud. So I heard her saying something about how she told him that he couldn't stay here if he didn't have a job. I was like, yes, go you. And I haven't seen this guy around in like a week or so. So whatever. I already got his number. Like I said, But let's look at, um, like, how do you know you're with a narcissist? 
what are some signs um, if you're dating and then I want to talk about the patterns so six signs that you're dating a narcissist they idealize you they mimic your behavior so it's like a mirror they want your undivided attention they promise you the world they give you a false sense of security and they mirror your emotions. So they're, they're gonna mirror back and mimic your behavior and your emotions. So it's not even authentic, they're just morphing into you, using up all of your positive traits and all of everything about you that they lack, right? They have to get it from other people, it's their food. Okay, so there's that. And I wanted to look at the pattern. So the pattern of abuse, okay, so we're gonna groom, also known as love bomb or Hoover. So hoovering is like the Hoover vacuum where they try to suck you back in. So there's compliments, acts of service, feigning things in common, apparent kindness, apologies, promises to change, hypervigilant, positive attention. Okay, so that's the grooming, love bombing, hoovering. Some abusers will swing rapidly between these two phases. So the other phase is the devalue phase, undermining the victim's strengths. The victim is confused because her supposed partner is acting like her enemy. So then, often the abuser seeks additional supply from pornography, affair partners, flying monkeys, etc., Narcissistic supply always comes from people. They may also engage in addictive behaviors such as huh, gaming, gambling, alcohol, drugs, sports, etc., which amount to abusive entitlements. So then we swing into the discard. Emotional or physical abandonment, abusive sexual consumption of women, including porn use or infidelity. These abusive acts are often blamed on the victim. So if you can recall, for those that listened to the first episode, he was accusing me of cheating and the whole incident was just a whole big hot mess regardless of the fact because of whatever but i was to blame and i remember too that he was getting this is my ex-narc well again we'll just call him mike that's not his real name but that's what we're calling him and i remember he was getting these charges 
from porn and I was seeing them and I was asking him about them and I remember he was like making up some story and blaming something else so like thinking back now in retrospect right like this was part of the abusive cycle victims can escape the cycle by holding boundaries to distance themselves from the abuse it's easiest to initiate a no contact boundary during this phase. So when you're in the discard, right? It's where the discard, it's just like in um, poker, right? Where you're discarding. They're gonna throw you away. So when we are in these phases, right? I believe this is, it's a, it says, in this phase, the manufactured relational tether keeps the victim thinking this is the true man that she knows. His sense that she is under his control fuels his supply. So that's when we're in that phase of grooming. In the phases of the devaluing and the discard, in these phases, the victim's pain fuels the abuser's supply. So this is the pattern. This is what's happening. All right, got some other things here so we can expose who these people are and what they're doing. Oh my God, I had all these other things. I thought I, Lord. Oh, okay. Are they a narcissist? So we're looking for warning signs. And this is like a little check off and it's copyrighted by Donna Anderson. But these are things I just want to make you aware of. So these traits and behaviors are typically exhibited by people who have exploitative and manipulative personality disorders. The more of them that you see in your romantic partner, the more concerned you should be. For more information, read Red Flags of Love Fraud, 10 Signs You're Dating a Sociopath by Donna Anderson, the author of lovefraud.com. All right, so I'm going to share her information, check that book out. I think I probably will check that out too. So red flags of love fraud. And then obviously the website lovefraud.com. All right. So go there and check it out. But these are some of the warning signs. Okay. So early in the relationship, he or she seemed to be head over heels in love with me shared my values and interests, 
proclaimed we were soulmates, called and texted me frequently, wanted to be with me all the time, showered me with affection, promised to make my dreams come true, made me feel sorry for him or her, swept me up in a whirlwind romance, hurried the relationship along. In fact, I felt pressure. Now, there are certain types of narcissists out there because there's multiple types of narcissists. Um, Typically, people say on average, there's seven different types of narcissists. Um, There is a narcissist out there that kind of plays a hard to get kind of game um, and makes it as if like you're lucky um, to be with them. And there's there's a tendency where they'll pull back um, and not engage or not interact um, with you. And it's just a messed up kind of way of love bombing too. And obviously those are manipulations and abuse tactics. But, um, so it's not always a swept me up in the whirlwind romance. It's more like you're lucky that I am giving you my attention. Hurried the relationship along. In fact, felt pressured. All right. So he or she exhibits the following traits, charisma and charm, magnetic energy seems so exciting, glibness is never at a loss for words. Sexual magnetism, always looking for excitement, gets bored easily. Irresponsibility, even recklessness. And I remember driving, um, being drunk, is actually around a playoff game, some football game, um, and we were both intoxicated. And he was driving recklessly and fast and crazy, being all obnoxious. I ended up interacting with an old former client that happened to be at the fast food restaurant that worked there. And he was being all loud and obnoxious and ridiculous, but oh my God, totally irresponsible. I mean, I was drinking too, so... But, okay. And then an unbelievable sense of entitlement. So, yes, I've seen these nasty behaviors. So you would want to check these ones off. Lies and gaps in the story. Disparaged prior love interests. Blamed others, including me, for all problems secretly into pornography, manipulated me to get what he, she wanted. So exploitation. Essentially, she or he switched love on and off, showed a Jekyll and Hyde personality, threatened to commit suicide. My ex threatened He said he was going multiple times and I even have messages where he was telling me that he took too much of his medication. So an attempted overdose, which I did not know that that was happening. He was sleeping. I thought he was sleeping. Um, I didn't know that he had taken his medication. It's kind of, it's totally fucking nuts. 
Um, there was another time too. And I called the cops. I had the cops come out. They came out twice and they made me, I'm a therapist and they made me think like I was the, um, one creating issues or like in the relationship and that I was being overly dramatic. So I got gaslit by the police and I remember, and I might even have that, um, email in some of what I'm going to share. Um, I have read all of what's here. I've just kind of skimmed it and organized it and put it into like time and dates. So some of these things that I'm reading on here are things that I haven't even remembered or whatever, but I'm going to share that. But there was a time that he threatened, he said he was going to put his head under, he was going to jack up the car and drop the car, the, the Lincoln, the one that I had said before that he got from my kid that he never gave him the money for, um, which it ended up getting towed, I believe, because he parked it somewhere. Um, it wasn't even registered. I mean, the thing got completely neglected, but he parked it in some parking lot somewhere and uh, I think it got towed and I have no idea what happened to it after that. I don't even know if he knows what happened to it. Um, but he had threatened, and this is what I told the police and I called the cops and everything. Um, because as a licensed therapist and him being my partner, I can't Baker act him like a Baker act is where you involuntarily place somebody into the psychiatric hospital. I can do that, but I can't ethically, um, do that with my partner. Like you can't just like Baker act your partner, um, even though I seriously was concerned for his safety, right? Like I'm, I'm not allowed to do that. It's a dual relationship. Therapists aren't allowed to have dual relationships. So I called the cops and I told the cops they were out there twice when he had made statements about um, threatening to kill himself. And neither time did they do anything. Um, they just told us to defeat. They wanted to just defuse the situation. They didn't take him to the psychiatric hospital. They didn't Baker act him. They didn't do anything. Um, but so these were the things that were happening and I was even trying to intervene and help him and the system still failed him and I, I mean, it's just fucking nuts. Hurt me and then acted like nothing happened. I mean, I remember another time that we were driving and he threatened to drive into a pole. Like we're driving, he's driving fast. And he's like, what if I drive into this pole right now? And I was in freeze response. Like my body was just frozen, sitting in the passenger seat in fear. Cheated on me, then denied that it happened. I have absolutely no evidence of cheating or anything like that. Um, I don't even know, but I do speculate possible prostitutes, but that I have no real evidence of. I don't know about him really, um, having any sort of true, um, sexual relationship with any other women. He actually would say to me that he was proud of the fact that he had never cheated on me because he had every other girlfriend he had been with. He had said that um, the first night that we met, like on an official date out and about, like we had talked prior, we met online. And when we actually met face to face, he had said that something to the effect of like being with 500 women and I hope you're the 500 and last. That's what he said. Showed no empathy, showed no remorse, 
showed no conscious conscience. So those are just some warning signs to keep an eye on. All right. So let's look at some of these other traits on narcissism. So narcissists are nicer to everyone, but you, because their image is important to them. They need people to view them in a positive way. You have a different purpose in their life. You are there to affirm their superiority. They will use you to make themselves feel like they omnipotent, exceptional, oh, to feel like they, oh yeah, I'm reading exactly and there's a typo kind of, but make themselves feel like they are omnipotent, exceptional, and superior beings. And I've been following her for a while. Check out at Understanding the Narc, Maria Consiglio. I used to follow, whatever, I'm not on social media, like Instagram or Facebook anyway. Oh, and I did finally, I think, deactivate my Facebook. I actually got an email and said that they were going to start deactivating it on March 2nd. So I'm like, okay, now I guess I finally figured out how to do that. (laughs) Um, And hopefully that's going to occur because I really don't give a shit about Facebook. But check her out, the Maria Consiglio um, at Understanding the Narc. She's got a whole like support group and everything too. Um, to help with narcissism. Okay, I feel like there was a couple other things on narcissism I wanted to talk about. Yes, what is baiting? So baiting, like when you're fishing and you throw the line out and you've got a hook and you've got bait on it, you want the fish, right, to attach to the bait and hook. So baiting is when a toxic person purposely does or says something that they know will hurt or upset you. It is usually some rude or cruel comment or remark or a condescending remark. It's done to provoke some kind of reaction out of you, make you feel inferior or to start drama and an argument. Don't take the bait from a toxic person who does this. They are highly controlling and often subtly abusive, right? That's the overt. They have no concern for how they make others feel. And according to them, hurting someone else is never their fault. It will be your fault for reacting. Okay, so another um, list here, so we can identify patterns of behavior that we want to look at if you are suspecting that you might be involved with a narcissist. And this is from Understanding the Narc that Maria Consiglio. So check her out. All right, so this is what we're looking for. Gaslighting, circular conversations, deflecting, omitting, and redirection. Stonewalling, 
which is completely not saying anything at all. No response. A black sheep or the golden child. They ghost you and give you no closure. They may be passive aggressive and have insidious behavior. There's drama, they're love bombing, they're isolating you, they're manipulating, there's triangulation, they're controlling, pathological lying, cheating, devaluating, withholding, trauma bonding patterns, the silent treatment, punishing people, and then playing games. So these are some behaviors to pay attention to. And you're looking specifically for a pattern of repetition, like not just a one-time thing. This is over and over, continuously happening. Okay. If the narcissist breaks off the relationship with a significant other, they don't immediately try to find a new target because they have already secured your replacement. Narcissists jump from relationship to relationship because narcissists need constant fuel in order to survive and therefore, if they have ended a relationship with a significant other, providing that it was the narcissist that ended things, will already be in a relationship with somebody else. So they're already in the relationship. Okay, I think that was everything I wanted to talk about. Let me just double check here and see about patterns. All right, where are we at time-wise? Okay, cool. I'm only half hour in. So what I wanted to do is talk about patterns and I wanted to jump into some of these crazy emails and you can kind of see also what it looks like okay so flying monkeys I wanted to touch on too so the bandwagon effect <laughs> this is from at don't gaslight me brah so it's at don't underscore gaslight underscore me underscore b-r-u-h brah so at don't gaslight me bra the bandwagon effect the narcissist recruits flying monkeys it's just like in the wizard of oz where the wicked witch of the west literally has the flying monkeys doing her bidding right that's what this is so the narcissist recruits flying monkeys by convincing them to mindlessly jump on the bandwagon to support their smear campaign of a victim without doing their own research first. 
Enlisted people can include other family members, friends, neighbors, or the community in general. This is a form of mobbing, whereby a victim is abused emotionally and socially by a group of people brainwashed by the chief narcissist. No matter how much a narcissist is lying, many will simply follow the crowd with the notion that it must be the right way to go if everyone else is doing it. So everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. The grooming. Narcissists groom you to do and be what they want. It's insidious and it's cruel. They use all kinds of manipulatory tactics to control you. They punish you when you don't do what they want. They gaslight you to make you doubt yourself and then they even bully you into submission. They rage at you, making you walk on eggshells and disrupting your whole nervous system. I could go on and on about the damage that they cause. Then when they completely break you, they lose respect for you because they think you have become such a complete disaster. They blame you for becoming everything they caused you to become. It's such a mind fuck. And what's worse, it's hard to get support because if you tell anyone, they think it sounds crazy because it is crazy until eventually you actually feel like you are going crazy. That's what having a relationship with a narcissist is like. And again, at Understanding the Narc, Maria Consiglio. Check her out. If you need any support, I followed her for a while. This is why I have all this information. Okay, so let's also just look at to healthy narcissism versus unhealthy narcissism. And then we'll go ahead and jump into some of these whacked out emails. Uh, all right, let me have a crazy sip here. I gotta have a sip of something to drink. Give me a second here please so this and I'll just tell you too like this does not taste the greatest and it really is the celery I've never really been one for celery and you can really taste it but it's really good for you so we have Again, the Uber Greens Suja Organic Cucumber Celery Grapefruit Green Charred Lettuce Paired with Lemon Kale Spinach Parsley Mint Tea That was just a break there for our commercial of what's going on over here with me. <laughs> okay, healthy narcissism and unhealthy narcissism. So healthy, you feel proud to talk about your accomplishments in a job interview. 
unhealthy narcissism. You often talk over others to boast about your accomplishments at a dinner party. So also too, there's a thing with narcissists where they dominate the conversation and they often don't give others an opportunity to speak. Healthy narcissism. You advocate for yourself in a romantic relationship while being considerate of another person's needs. Unhealthy narcissism. You gaslight or manipulate your partner into getting your needs met, finding it difficult to empathize with how you feel. Healthy narcissism. You ask a friend in publishing if they can offer guidance on writing an article. Unhealthy narcissism. You pretend to befriend someone for their resources and industry connections. Healthy narcissism. You attempt to repair relationships when you've hurt other people. Unhealthy narcissism. You believe your behaviors are justified and that others are at fault. Healthy narcissism. You feel appreciative when others offer compliments on your appearance or work. And then unhealthy narcissism. You consistently seek new ways to receive validation from others. So I just want to touch on the patterns, things to look for um, in understanding uh, what you may or may not be dealing with. Now I have a whole bunch more too. This is part two of our exposing the narcissist. We're about a halfway in. So September 5th, we are here, 157. And the email is from my ex, Mike. I need money from Chris, the move-in money. He's not paying me as we go. He's paying me up front to move in like anywhere else. So for me to have him move in, I need this room cleared out and I need the bathroom cleaned. That's what I mean. So either way, tomorrow is fine. I don't know why you have to drag it out another day. It's only two right now, but whatever. I may not be here. I have a side job doing audits for shift smart with hotels as a mystery shopper at 20 bucks an hour so i was going to use tomorrow after my shift at seven to go up and down the block here and inspect a couple places that are on the list to make a couple of dollars extra please bring the mailbox key it's important it's for my insurance so then I wrote back, I have appointments that I'm doing today starting right now at two o'clock. I'm still working. I will be by tomorrow. So I'd already moved out at this point. All right. I was just trying to follow through with what I said, he says back. 
Hey, so this week here, I'll give you the money for the internet too. I just want to get done with also, so I don't have to worry about it. I really meant it when I said that I was kicking it to you and then I'm doing really well and then I'm actually kind of happy you did what you did. I'm still in love with you and I'm a different person and I'm morphing into that person. Maybe I needed time or need time. Yeah, I'm just reading what it says. There's a bunch of typos. Maybe I needed time or need time. Oh, but I still love you and I am still in love with you. And well, I'll let actions do the talking. But again, thank you for everything. You've been really good to me. And I just want to return the favor. So that's at 438, September 6th. Another one. Good morning. Today is an awesome day. I start a $16 an hour at 10 a.m. with True Green, and then I have work for $12 an hour with the other company. So financially, I'll be straightened up this week here, and my car will be running as well, period. Hope you have a great week. If you need something, please just call. Let me know. I'm in a position now where I'll be able to help and help a lot more very soon if needed. Love you. Bye. Again, I had already moved out at this point. All right. Where are we heading now? Hey, just wanted to say hi. I'm going to talk to the office. I think they're offering me a way to get out of the lease and into a smaller unit, which is more economical. I have to see they dropped off a letter yesterday. I still owe them like 1500 bucks, which might which by the end of the week, it'll only be 1 month's friend. So I'm going to try to stick it out in this place, but I may need you to come by and paperwork if I decide to get off and go to a one bedroom or if I go somewhere else in general. I'll see everything is going really well. So I don't want to jump the boat too quickly being that I'm working with your green which I guess it's supposed to be the true green during the day and then doing the survey thing at night. Finally making some ground, it feels good. I really miss you a lot. Hit me up on Friday or Saturday so I can give you that money for the internet. I don't want any issues. I have to have my finances in place and very selective right now as I'm getting my ID and hopefully registration for the car tomorrow as that'll be back on the road by the end of the week. Anyway, I gotta go. I'm on break and I gotta have my lunch and get back on the phones. I love you. Always love you. Doesn't have his ID, lost his wallet, lost his keys, car's not registered, car's broken down, neglectful narcissist. All right, let's see what else we got going on here. 
Oh, okay. Hold on. So that was what I just read. So that's 9-9 at 12-10 p.m. So that was 9-9, 12-10 p.m. If you can't reach me on this email, you can catch me on. And then he sends me this other email. Okay, same. Okay, that was, okay. So then I wrote at, I don't know, 12.50 p.m. Okay, $103.93 is past due spectrum, FYI. <laughs> so that's all I wrote about the, the bill that's due. When I moved out, I was nice. And I left the internet on in my name. And that way he would able to be able to work as he was working from home. Um, this is all when COVID was going on. So I left the fucking internet on. And after he ended up moving out of there and leaving the place in a complete and utter disaster, it's absolutely disgusting. Whatever, off side note, um, he sent me an email before the new year of 2021 saying he was going to be going over and staying with his mom. And if there's anything that I needed out of the apartment to go and get it. And I took everything out of there that I really needed. I mean, I left a lot, but I ended up going back there and I knocked on the door and sent and I got a cop knock. I knock really loud and some guy answered. I guess he had been staying there. The power was off. There wasn't even any power in the place. I don't know how long he had been gone for. The only thing I wanted was the fucking Spectrum router. And so I got that. I got all the parts and stuff. The guy that was in there, he's like, oh, yeah, he'll be coming back. He only went to his mom's. I said, no, he's a liar. He's not coming back. And uh, I don't know what you're doing, but you're probably going to end up having to move out of here. So that was that. So I left the fucking Spectrum on for him to be nice when I moved out. And then I'm still... It's past due, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, so that was at 12.10 p.m., 12.54. He sends me, if you can't reach me on this email, you can catch me on and sends me this. And then I write back 5.23 p.m., thanks. Here we are now, 6.28 p.m., same day. And don't play with me with the goddamn internet. I'm doing just fine over here, working on my own and getting my life together. I'm more than capable of paying the bill. Remember, I'm also paying your responsibility of the fucking rent, which is now $6,000 actually, more like seven. Grow up. No one did anything to your ass and it's a $50 ticket. I'll take care of it. Oh, wait, where's the... Oh, okay, I must have... All right. Sorry, I jumped. I got to go back. 5.34 p.m. I wrote, okay. The only reason we need to cut contact each other is if I have mail over there. So let me know if I have any fucking mail over there. That. Don't call me or contact me again. Understood? Question mark. Figure out your own internet. I'm not dealing with it. After the 15th, it's not going to be in my name anymore. I'm done being fucking nice. Dude, you stole money from my fucking bank account. You fucked me with that. You fucked me with the fucking ticket and I wasn't even driving. And now I have 50 something dollars and in fucking tickets that are not mine that I have to pay. I hate you so much. 
So yes, it's important that I put my piece in this too. So that was at the 534. He writes, I didn't steal from you and it's a $50 ticket. I'll take care of it this weekend. You're such a dramatic idiot, sometimes honestly shaking my head. And then the, and don't play with me, the goddamn internet, blah, blah, blah. All right, so that's how things escalate. So that was 9-9. Nine, 9-9, nine. Nine, 2-39 p.m. And yeah, don't worry about the internet. I have the money. With the check coming from True Green, and I'm working for $15 an hour now with Shift Smart. Okay, something about I got in an accident. Okay, I'm just trying to piece all this together. Today was the day of shutoff, if not paid. So that's probably it. I'll go pay it. That's from me to him. This stupid internet's off. Something is wrong with the internet. It keeps dropping. I'm going to try to give them a call in a little while. I'm in the middle of a shift and I don't want to log out and lose any money. I'm working from 10 a.m. to midnight. So I'll let I'll tell you what they say in a little while. I really need this internet on so I can make some money. Anyhow, I'll let you know. So there's something here where I had gotten in an accident. So I don't know where it is that I wrote it. Okay, I'm glad you guys are fine. Please be careful. I love you. That's from him. And then he says, I something about you got to be careful babe that's extremely dangerous here off of the road where I was last thing you want to have one less son because you're driving around impaired be careful when did this all happen oh okay September 15th 2022 45 this is from me he said what happened What happened was me driving improper lane change, shaking my fucking head, got coffee and heading back to drop off my kid, then go to work. I think me and the chick behind me changed lanes at the same time. She was deaf, so I couldn't communicate what happened. She went to the hospital after refusing at first. She's a Lyft driver, so probably their protocol. No ticket. Car getting fixed. That's what I wrote. And he wrote, you got to be careful, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, no one was impaired. It was eight this morning, getting coffee before work and school. Be glad you weren't with us, shaking my head. I have a headache and I canceled my appointments later. Going to rest. Have a good day. I meant your one eye. That's an impairment. So he was bringing up my disability, which isn't really a disability. I mean, like I've talked on here before about what happened. Um, And I am approved to drive. I had an eye exam test and the eye doctor said, I'm okay to drive. So there is an impairment because of my vision. But he was kind of, whatever, still trying to use that in some form. And then here we are with the shutoff of the internet. All of this still continued interaction. 
September 16th, 11, 20. All right, let's do 12.58 p.m. All right, hold on, because we don't want to go to 11.20. So this is September 16th, 12.58 p.m. Oh, thank God. I'm glad that you guys are good. I was very worried because I didn't know I was hurt until a few days after the accidents and really not much more until a year or so later. I know that things haven't gradually when it comes to car accidents, unfortunately. I'm very happy with the offer to I get to work with people face to face and not be cooped up all day in the house and put my managerial skills back to good use while getting great benefits, great pay. And I think the change is overall a good factor. I'm going to get my eyes done and get my license and car registered here this next week. So I have a reliable way to get back and forth and I'm excited. I've been clean and I can say that without any worry or thought that anything will ever happen to where I would ever jeopardize that for anything. This has been a very painful learning experience as they always are painful. Where is it? As they always are painful with me, but I'm starting to realize I don't like getting burned, especially by myself. And well, at any rate, I love you and I love the kids, but I want you guys back and I'm just working as hard as I can to make that happen one day. I got to clock back in at one. So again, I'm happy everything is good and you guys are fun. I love you. Bye. That was 12.58 p.m. Same day. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I have the internet money and the money I owe you for the cell phone and the $50 back as well. Let me know how it is that you want me to get it to you and I appreciate the help, but things are finally looking up for me and I'm on my feet and will be fine. Hope you are doing okay. Hope your back is feeling better, but let me know how you want me to get this money out to you. Thank you again. The next day, I'm working till eight tonight. I'll come by tomorrow after work. If you want to get cash out or whatever, let me know. Thanks. That's from me. Yes, it's an early day for me. Only work nine to five today. I will put out that money for you and your son is your back. Okay. Yeah. Physically, I'm good. Sore, but fine. We got about 10 more minutes. Let's see. Next day. From him. Happy Friday. I hope the email finds you well. Big day ahead. And well, hopefully David will get his ass over here soon so we can finish the goddamn car. And also finally making really good fucking money with Shift Smart. These $15 an hour shifts are not only easy, but they're giving me a shit ton of hours. Can you believe they're giving me or that I'm able to make 160 a day through an app on my phone with no boss? I mean, that's like... 900 almost a thousand a week who the hell would have thought so because it's 
a 1099. I'm on the computer right now filling out for unemployment at the same time. It's not much now, but hopefully they'll pass the bill and it'll go up. But an extra 275 bucks a week coming in doesn't hurt right now on top of what I'm already making. Anyway, I'll be home working or working on the car. I only work till five now no more night shifts thank god so i'll be here when you come to get the money for the internet and the money that i owe you and your son for the cell phone bill how's he doing been doing anyway Wait, how's he been doing anyway? It's not like I haven't asked about him because I am mad at him or anything like that. I just really didn't think about it, especially with you guys being in the accident. I was worried about that. Even though just a few weeks ago, he was getting restraining orders and kicking us out of the house. Yeah, it's great. I'm paying $65 in your fees for the Sun Pass and the collection that I'm now in. Because you accrued all of these fees from tolls from driving my car back and forth in April. So thanks, dude. Much appreciated. I will see you later to get my fucking mail and the money you owe me for the cable bill and phone bill from my son that he paid. You can tell it's from me. Please let me know when you'll be able to go to the office to show them the pay stubs that you can now take over the apartment on your own so I can get myself off of it. Just need to do a roommate release and both you and I sign and you show them your pay stubs and we're good to go. Thanks. See ya. That was me to him. Trying to get off the lease so that way. We can legally not be bound to it. All right, here we are. And then I'm going to, I guess, leave on this. I only got seven more minutes. 9.55 a.m. Oh my God, what the hell is your problem, dude? I'll give you the 65 fucking dollars. So I'll have that ready for you when you come over here too, okay? Stop being a fucking stick in the mud. Didn't you move out so you wouldn't have to be miserable anymore? What happened now? You ain't been here in three weeks. So what's your excuse now at this point? And I'm paying... I'll pull out your $265 and you'll have it when you come over here so you don't have to worry about your stupid fucking fees that I couldn't really do anything about because they blocked off the other exit and you had to say that to them there. You should have told them what I'm supposed to do if the exit is closed off and I got to get off the one before it and that's where the toll is stop being such a drama queen stop being so mean and live a little you're in a much better position than i'm in and yet you treat every single day like you are dying of brain cancer my god i love you and i was never going to let you fall or have to pick up a dime for anything i'm paying the freaking cable bill 200 dollars and some odd dollars 
then it's only $74.99 a month. And those are back due bills from when you guys were still in here. So technically you should be paying off of that and I'm not even charging you for it. So please, man, adjust your attitude and work with me here. I'm getting everything done. I have the money. I have money. I'm not broke. I make more money with Shift Smart now than you make at your real job. And with unemployment coming in, I'll be pulling in around $1,500 a week and food stamps and rent assistance that you're not paying for over here. So you know what? You're welcome. You left a shithole mess back here and don't give two dams what the hell I would have been able to do if they were kicking people the fuck out, I'd be out on my ass right now and you wouldn't give two singletary fucks. You're unbelievable, man. So cut it the hell out, communicate, and I will fix things. All caps. I never fuck you over on a dime ever and I'm not going to start now. Love you and I will have your $265 when you come over to get the money and your mail. You're welcome with a smiley face fucking emoji after it. And then I wrote at 10.01. And if you're making more money than I'm making at a real job, then you can go to the office and show them your pay stubs so you can get my name off of this lease. You need to move on, find a new fucking girlfriend. Go fuck some other bitch. I don't even care. Leave me alone. Get me off this apartment so I don't have to speak. And then he writes... Dude, seven years together and you're smoking crack. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is me to him. Dude, seven years together and you're smoking crack. Leave me alone. I'm sending all of these messages to garbage from now on. Keep your money. Keep my mail. I don't care. Leave me alone. 10.03 a.m. on 9.18. So I guess we'll leave there and I'll pick up at a different time because I don't have any more time on here. You only give me an hour. All right. So that's what it's like being with a fucking narcissist and getting away from a narcissist and trying to go no contact with a narcissist and, you know, sever everything that you have to do when you are seven years with someone that is a narcissist, possibly even psychopathic. So I am the lotus, I come from the mud. I'm here shining the light on the darkness, exposing the narcissist. Check me out on my website, jjlotustherapy.com. I hope this helped. Namaste.